My name is Sarah Dudnitz, and you're listening to PR Hangover, a public relations podcast brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter. Today, I'm here with Lori Libka. Would you like to go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am the communications assistant here at Bronner's Christmas Wonderland in Frankenmuth, Michigan, the world's largest Christmas store, and I've been here about 22 years. That's awesome. I know when I told some of my friends that I was going to be recording recording a podcast, I was like, have you heard of Bronner's? And everyone's like, oh, of course we've heard of Bronner's, <laughs> even if they're not from Michigan. Um, you, you know Bronner's. So do you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about the role that you're in and what led you here and things like that? Okay. Well, the role that I am in, uh, in our office here in our promotions department, marketing department, there are a number of roles and all of us play multiple roles, which makes it really interesting, which means things are changing all the time too. Um, I was actually graduated from Central Michigan University with a Bachelor of Science in Secondary Education. I was a theater major in uh, English and a dance minor. And I taught for a handful of years in Christian schools and then we were starting our family and I really wanted to be home and my husband was supportive of that. So um, I stayed home for several years when the kids were small. I did some freelance writing. This was back in the 90s when newspapers, print newspapers were Mm -hmm. still really doing well. And so I did a little freelance work for the Bay City Times and the Tuscola Mm -hmm. County Advertiser and um, edited a senior publication that came out every couple of months. So just enough to keep me busy and bring in a little little extra income and and keep my uh, writing skills, you know, uh, sharpened a little bit. And I really enjoyed that. But then uh, all of a sudden, our kids were starting to get a little older. And uh, college was several years away yet, but it was getting closer and closer. And so (laughs) my husband and I looked at each other and said, yeah, I think it's probably time to go back to work. So I came here as the communications assistant and uh, primarily uh, a writer here at Bronner's and at part-time at first. Mm-hmm. And that was great for a few years, part-time. And I was hired part-time with the possibility of it going full-time. So after a few years, I said, yeah, with this college thing is getting closer, I think it's time to go full-time if that works. And that worked for the Bronner family. So then I went full-time. And I really do a, a mix of things here. I was hired for my writing skills. Um, so I just do the staff newsletter um, when press releases and some other publications and things go out. I often work on those. Uh, but it's ch- changed over the years. I mean, I also work with the media when they come in. Um, you know, it, it's really changed, actually, since yeah. about 2008. Um, in 2008, my I think it was my oldest daughter uh, said to me, you know, Mom, Bronner's really needs to be on Facebook. They're very visually oriented. They're a good match for Facebook. And she had just gotten me on Facebook a year or two before that. So I mentioned that to my um, boss, and we went to a little half-day seminar, and she says, okay, go ahead and get started. So there I was, and I went, okay. And so, social media changed everything. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah it imagine. did. And it changed me, too, which mm-hmm. was good. Um, it changed my skills. So then our search engine optimization consultants a year later said, you know, Facebook is great, but you really need to be on Twitter, too. So we started Twitter. Uh, then we kind of dipped our toes into Pinterest, but for many years, Pinterest was kind of the ignored child mm-hmm. here. And we really realized that our audience was more, of course, our audience is very strong on, on Facebook with women, particularly a little bit, little bit older women. 
Um, and not so much with Twitter, but Pinterest, very strong with women. So the last couple of years, um, Aaron here has really worked uh, with our Pinterest account and is that's really taking off for us. And Eileen also works um, with Instagram for us. So so those are kind of our key and Twitter is kind of a little off on the side, but um, it, I feel it's, like that's pretty normal. Yeah. I think so too, especially because Not our demographic is so strong yeah. with women. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. How do you feel that doing communications and marketing for a business that is entirely based around a holiday around Christmas is different than doing it for more of a generic business. Oh, I think it's so much more friendly. (laughs) (laughs) It is a very happy, happy environment here. Yes, it's much better. I look at the people that do communications for, like, for example, utility companies when there's an ice Mm. storm and the power is out (laughs) and I go, oh, I'm so thankful I don't have that job. So in general, I mean, I mean, we have challenges, you know, there's, there are people who are unhappy and sometimes issues that have to be dealt with and things, no matter where you work. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's true in retail and basically we are, you know, a retail business. So, but I am thankful that overall it's a much cheerier, (laughs) friendlier (laughs) atmosphere in which to be working. Communications. I think you just have to really be passionate about what you do too to be able to do something like this all year. Does it ever get challenging in the summer months? Because you guys are open all 361 year, right? days yes. a year. That's yes. amazing. Does it ever, obviously, your holiday season is a lot busier and a lot broadly energy is higher. Does it ever get harder in like the summer months to keep it going? You know, it really doesn't um, because there's, you know, <laughs> It's like a snowball and you know it's really small in January and February and we're doing catch-up and we're doing cleaning and things like that but it's a snowball and that snowball just keeps rolling and growing and growing and so you're really thinking in January February March we're thinking what can we get done now that I'm not going to be able to get done in October September because things are already going to be the snowball is going to be so huge that right. I'm going to I'm going to get run, rolled over by yeah. it. Or, <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, what is one of the biggest challenges that you've had to face in your career here at Bronner's? Oh, I think, um, and this is really funny, and, and I, I joked a lot about this. Is I've had to become a little more techie because I am on. I'd go to the social media conferences and things, and I there's one or two other people that I'm thinking are my age or a little older, and I'm thinking. <laughs> this is really funny um you know here we are and yet um and yet we've really developed our skills and can really hold our own you know in the social media Mm -hmm. community and and content creators and and I've really enjoyed that and it's been a chance but it's personally been a challenge for me to become a little more more techie because I'm not like the 30-somethings that grew up with it Mm -hmm. you know I grew up with typewriters and word processors and then into computers and and things so um, a little more challenging, but fun and, and good to learn new things always. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, overall, social media has definitely been beneficial for Bronner's. I would assume that it's been helpful for you guys as a business. But um, in what ways do you feel like you can engage more with your audience and hear more back from them um, as opposed to before social media? Or like, in what ways do you think that it's helped you guys out? Oh, definitely. And it's such an instantaneous, you know, um, connection where before it was visitor comment forms and then you'd respond to the visitor comment forms with a letter and things which which we still do our customer service team is uh, handles that and things or with a phone call and 
and now you know it's it's immediately or within a few hours you're you're back in touch with people and that's really important and one thing that I did learn is our late originator Wally Bronner uh, was all about relationships and relationships with the staff I mean the, the day you walked in here your first day he knew your spouse's name he knew your children's names um, the man knew the Christmas greeting in like 70 languages and hello you know how are you those types of greetings in like 70 languages um, spent all kinds of time out in the store greeting guests and things like that he understood the importance of relationships and that's the one thing that really doesn't change um, and that is still really important with social media that's fantastic I never knew that about him how cool what is your favorite thing about what you do probably just the whole relationships issue the people that I work with here our team uh, getting to know them better working with them um, accomplishing things reaching goals um, also the people I've met are our guests and stuff we have some people that come regularly that love Christmas and and love the store and and getting to see them periodically is is also a lot of fun and and it's just a very family friendly business and the, the Bronner family treats their staff well very family friendly so um, I've enjoyed that a lot um, we did have if I can share a story with you Absolutely. <laughs> one really um, fun moment that we had is uh, one day it was in October back in 2005 and we have on uh, site here the Silent Night Memorial Chapel which mm -hmm. is a replica of the original chapel in Oberndorf Austria which is on the site of the St. Nicholas where St. Nicholas Church was where mm -hmm. Silent Night was first sung in 1818 and that piece of property out there people Wally was had offers all the time because it was mm -hmm. a perfect point um, on the south end of town for like a gas station or convenience store but he was saving it for something special that he wanted to do in thanks to God for blessing the business and that's what he did is he worked with the officials over in Oberndorf and got permission to build the chapel on that site and every morning our sparkle team which is our cleaning ladies our sparkle team go out and do a quick clean of the chapel because it's mm -hmm. open for meditation and visitation during store hours so one Monday morning in October of 2005 they were out uh, in the chapel doing the cleaning and we have a, a little guest book out there where guests can sign their names and any comments and where they're from and the date and they saw that it had been signed Ringo Starr London this place rocks now oh it was really God. it was really neat handwriting uh -huh. so right away uh, people started seeing if anybody had seen anybody or or anything that was going on mm -hmm. that suggested he might have actually been there so just before that um, one of our staff had directed a gentleman um, dressed in black who she, she knew he looked familiar then she realized oh I think it was Ringo Starr to a restroom um, also we found a couple who was here that said oh yeah I'm sure it was him he, it, my fan is a my wife's a big fan of the Beatles so we're sure it was him and so we saw this on the registry people you know claimed to have seen him we couldn't find him of course anymore right, right. penmanship was really neat but there mm -hmm. was a blonde lady with him and maybe she wrote it mm -hmm. we didn't know so um 
we actually had sent out a press release, you know, that Rainbow Star appeared had been to be at Bronner's and signed the guest registry and was reported to have been seen in the store. Um, and my one of my bosses actually checked the concert schedule of Paul McCartney and found he had been performing in Auburn Hills over the weekend, oh, which made it yeah. really possible because Ringo was known to go to some of Paul's concerts and stuff like that. So uh, we really thought it was him. Now, one of the um, Flint Journal writers did some checking and things, and he checked with Ringo's um, agent and things who Mm -hmm. said, no, no, he wasn't in the area. But so that was, that is still the great mystery here at Bronner's was was Ringo was he really did? here on October 17th? That's or? such an interesting story. Yeah, and a lot of yeah. fun. So, so you, have, you know, you have a lot of fun and things. And we do have um, different celebrities that mm-hmm. visit the store occasionally over the years and, and things. So yeah. so um, that was one of the fun things that, that happened here. Uh, That's great, so fun. The great mystery. A little we, bit of a myth. <laughs> yeah, you know, we yeah. may never know for sure. Right. Um, but a lot of things really pointed to that direction, so... That was a lot of fun. So there are a lot of fun things here that we do, too. Um, Another fun thing we do is um, back in 2008, um, I started an archery contest the first weekend of February for our local media, and Mm -hmm. it's for charities. So it's it's really crazy. It's really changed over the years. We started out um, with little bows and arrows that were made out of PVC pipe. They were Mm -hmm. one of my coworkers' son's. (laughs) <laughs> toys or whatever and we've really we've really graduated to our and pvc bows too well really graduated to nice you know beginner hunting bows and we had mm-hmm. a, one of our our archers on staff make some nice arrows and things like that but anyway we invite a bunch of the local media to come in and to shoot and the top winner gets a thousand fourteen dollars it's kind of connected yeah. with valentine's day yeah. and we have a valentine's sale at bronner's the whole month so it's really a lot of fun, and uh, we have people come in, and everybody takes home some money for their charity, mm-hmm. even if they don't shoot really well, um, and it's just a lot of fun, and, and it kind of keeps charities top of mind mm-hmm. after the busy Christmas season when people are thinking right, about, the giving you know, season, yeah. right, to, to try to keep them top of mind other times of the year, mm-hmm. too, and it's really, it helps build our relationship with uh, the different media outlets in our area and and they get along really well and it's really fun to watch them so you kind of do events you do media relations you really dip your toes in a lot of in a lot of things and that's really typical of our Mm -hmm. our staff in our department really that's awesome Mm -hmm. very well-rounded so that's fun you sort of hit on this a little bit earlier but how has your role since you started here at Browners how has your role changed and how do you think that it's going to continue to change in the future well, when Wally, Wally passed away to heaven in 2008, and before that, he was um, he had turned over the day-to-day operations of the family business mm-hmm. to um, Wayne, his son, who's president and CEO, and Carla and Maria, his daughters, who are vice presidents. But he still had his hands in the pie and was very <laughs> active every day. He he said that he only worked on days that ended in Y, so he worked every day of the week, but he loved it and it wasn't work to him. So he did a lot of things with a lot of the staff. So I did um, a lot of letters for him and things like that. So we were, and he wrote some books, and so I worked with him on those. And uh, so it was very busy with Wally part of the time. And so after he passed, that kind of changed. And at that time, social media was really taking off and growing. 
So things have really um, changed. And it's, you just have to not be afraid and just jump in and learn and go with it. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to yourself at 20 years old? This is always my favorite question to uh, ask. <laughs> at 20 years old. I'm looking for advice. Okay, well, I was one of those people that changed their major their sophomore year in college. <laughs> so I ended up going four and a half years in a summer, you know, which, um, which isn't ideal, but it's not bad, and, and you shouldn't be afraid of that, right. you know. I would just tell myself at 20, don't, don't fear change. Always keep growing, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you'll go through different seasons in your life and just jump on and mm-hmm. ride it and go with it and learn and don't be afraid. And to remember that it's um, always, everything's all about relationships. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, that's a huge part of what we do. And I would like add to your point, like hone your skills too. I know you kept writing and sort of freelance writing, and then that's what landed you your job here, right? Yes, and now um, we're really focusing on, we... Oh, I forgot to mention, we added a blog in 2016, okay. and Erin and Eileen and I uh, take turns working on that, and occasionally have a uh, guest blogger come in and write a post for us, but uh, so that has really taught us to um, focus on search engine optimization in our mm-hmm. writing and things like that, so that's, you know, got to keep, like you said, keep honing those skills, pick up new skills. Yeah. You know, when we first started writing for search engine optimization, it's like, a right, I mean, most writers will tend to go, oh, it's not the way I wanted to say it, but I want to use these words, you know, and things like that. And you really just have to, you know, you don't want it to sound like a something a robot chewed up and spit out. You right. know, you've got to seek the balance in it mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you have to learn those skills and how to, to best apply them and things. So It really is a skill, yeah. And it is. I thought of one follow-up question. What, during the peak holiday season, what does a normal day look like for you? During the peak holiday season, a normal day looks like, okay, you look at your calendar, and this is what you'd like to accomplish today. And it's like you just have to come in with a mindset that um, we're just going to roll with it today because you might come in and there's a phone call from this media group and they need an interview or they need some photos and they're going to email you some questions to answer um, so that you have to just understand that you're going to come in and you're going to do what uh, is top-notch mm-hmm. priority and everything else will just wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not the first person to tell me something along <laughs> yeah. those lines. It sounds like that's something we should start preparing for. The thing with communications is you just really need to make sure you're always where your audience is. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with social media, there's so many outlets, so mm-hmm. many platforms, and you can waste a lot of time being somewhere your audience really isn't at. And it, but things change, so you need to keep taking a look at them. Uh, we're going to sit down the middle of December if things slow down a little bit. <laughs> um, our our blog and social media team and and talk about the next few years and some things that we would like to do. Um, one fun thing that we're going to take a look at: we're actually revisiting podcasts because um, a few years ago, podcasts seemed so male oriented. Just the men, it seemed, mostly were listening. And now women are listening more and more to podcasts. Yeah. So, um, And I feel like they're so much more accessible now. 
Yes. You know, you could listen to this anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. That's right. It's wonderful. It, it's really becoming, the, the women's market is really opened mm-hmm. up for that. So we'll be taking a look at that too. It sounds like so exciting. Yeah, stuff. it is. I'm real excited. Awesome. Well, Lori, well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to meet with me. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Sarah. I hope you've enjoyed listening to PR Hangover. If you'd like, you can give us a follow on Twitter at GV underscore PRSSA, and you can check out our show notes at GVPRSSA.com.